Today's podcast is brought to you by a weary, weathered, 31-year-old man. Oh, and Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get all the books, all the audiobooks that you could want or need. They got them, you want them, and we know you do. Enjoy. everybody welcome back to jumbled your favorite podcast about nothing i'm zach and i'm in a car by myself johnny's not here actually i'm not by myself i've got two sleeping kids in the back um and i want to let you guys know that i'm a little just a just a smidge peeved right now if i if i'm gonna be honest with you i just talked to my phone for 50 minutes thinking i was recording i know i hit the record button but I think it's because my phone screen turned off, so I have, I have changed that. I have turned my, I've changed the settings so that it never turns off. I will definitely change that back once I get home. But I talked to my goddamn phone for fifty minutes. If I did the math right, five zero. And that's, I think that's the most dif- disappointing thing, is that it actually was a pretty good episode, and it's going to feel like I'm rehashing stuff, even though this is the first time you guys have heard any of this. And I guess that's okay. Um, th- there's a multifaceted reason why I'm recording. So, like I said, I'm on the road right now, I'm driving, and uh, my kids are in the back seat. My wife was in the seat next to me. I told her to tuck and roll. I said, good luck. And then I just kept going. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So she is in Columbia waiting to be picked up by a friend um, who is, they're going to just spend a weekend sort of out in St. Louis. Uh, I'll get into why she didn't just drive herself to St. Louis. She tried. Uh, We'll get into that in a minute. Um, But... I just want to let you guys know um, the multifaceted reason is you're, you guys are keeping me awake. The talking, uh, I find, keeps my brain sort of energized and moving uh, and flowing and trying to, you know, get my thoughts together and not just sitting in silence and trying to sing Torn by Natalie Imbruglia on the pop station and keep my eyes open. I mean, good luck, dude. That's a heavenly voice. Like, if I could pick a song to fall asleep to every night, aside from James Taylor, Natalie Imbruglia, dude. She's got a voice of an angel. That Australian angel, Natalie Imbruglia. Um, no, you guys are keeping me awake. And I, yeah, I got time, you know? I got time to carve out here. Uh, and what better way to use my time than to uh, just talk into my phone? You know, I got a straight piece of highway. I've got a Red Bull in my hand. It's giving me my wings. Hold on. Speaking of wings. Ah, needed needed another gulp there. So, let's get into why I'm on the road at all in recording. Um, so, this has been the plan for a while is that my wife was going to take uh, a weekend to go hang out with her friend who lives in Chicago She's not going to go to Chicago. They're going to meet in St. Louis. 
Okay. And so, first of all, my wife's got a nice car, 2009 Traverse. You know, it's more than capable of making the haul. Um, you know, but then today, uh, she's like, you know, I don't know. It was probably like two, two thirty. She's like, what do you think about meeting for some dinner before I head out of town? I'm like, that sounds great. You know? So we meet up at, um, there's a chain of, uh, chain of grocery stores called Hy-Vee in the Kansas city area. Also up in, in Iowa. I'm not sure how far they, their reach spans, but, um, so we meet at a, at a local Hy-Vee. They've got their own little restaurant connected to the, to this, the store. So we go to the restaurant and we get our dinner and all that stuff. And, um, you know, she's, you know, we're waiting on the, on the kids to eat. I've pretty much eaten all my food already and she's eating all, all that she wants to eat. So she's like, I'm just going to hit the road. Cause she got like five. It was like, at that point, it's like a five hour drive that she's going to have to make. And it was already, you know, six o'clock pushing six o'clock. So she's like, I want to get in before midnight. I was like, it's totally understandable, you know, get out on the road, do what you need to do in order to get there and get there safe. And she's like, cool. So, uh, she, you know, just, she left and, um, I stayed behind with the kids. They finished up their food. We had dessert and then, uh, and then we decided it was time to sort of box things up and get going home. So we, uh, so we did just that. It's about that time that I got a phone call from Stephanie. I was like, oh, she's probably just giving me an update or something like that. Uh, and update she did. Um, she called me. She's like, I'm having car problems. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm like, fucking sweet. Like, that's perfect. You know? It's always the worst times that you get, you, ha- you have car issues. Um always. Uh, and we've, boy, we've had some trouble with, with our cars. Uh, I should say car. Cause my car is, you know, even though it's a piece of junk, it's, uh, you know, it runs, it does what it needs to do. I rarely ever perform any kind of maintenance on it aside from topping off fluids and stuff. I mean, honestly, I could probably stand to, uh, do an oil change on this thing. I haven't, I don't even know. I don't even know, man. I just keep adding oil. I know that's not healthy. And Johnny, if you heard me right now, he'd strangle me because I know that's not healthy. I know it's not. And, uh, and yet here I am continuing to do it. Um, so I should probably schedule that, but anyway, I put this car through the ringer and, uh, and it's still going, you know, um, Whereas my wife's car, she's got a, uh, a 2009 Traverse, Chevrolet Traverse. And, uh, man, we've had a rough time with that car. So right around a hundred and a hundred thousand miles, just, you know, most cars have a standard hundred thousand mile powertrain warranty, whatever. So anything with the engine or transmission or whatever, if any of that shit goes bad, they'll replace it, you know, obviously as they should. So it was just after a hundred thousand miles. Like literally, I think we were like at 101,000 miles and we get, uh, the engine just seizes up. We end up having to get a new engine, swap in a new engine. 
um, from another traverse. Same, but the the goofy thing about traverses is they had like a weird mid year change where they did one certain type of they did one certain type of engine for part of the year and then a different engine for the other part. So they had to find the specific engine that we needed. And, uh, and so that was stupid. And so obviously that sort of jumped the price up a little bit, but, uh, just cause of the, you know, I had to go searching for it, but so we, we had that happen at 101,000 miles. Then, uh, today she's like, yeah, I can't, I can't progress out of what seems like first gear. And immediately my brain's like, oh no, the transmission. And anytime you start thinking about like a transmission going out, you know, you might as well just like go ahead and say your goodbyes to your car uh, and and just assume that you're going to sell it for scrap because that's you're better off cutting your losses rather than putting in a new transmission. Now, granted, I don't know if it's a transmission. I just know what it could potentially it, that it could potentially be a transmission. Uh, I'm not a mechanic. I do not claim to be a mechanic. I would, I don't know most of anything about cars. Uh, my dad could probably diagnose it a little bit better, but anyway, so she, she calls me up, you know, she's probably five, 10 miles down the road and she's like, yeah, I can't, I can't go about, I can't go faster than 25 miles an hour right now. So I'm like, oh man, perfect. So you're having a good time then. And, uh, she's like, yeah. So she turns around, starts driving home. She's like, could you look up rental cars for me? I was like, yeah, sure. Fine. No problem. Keep in mind at this point, it's probably about, I don't know, six thirty, maybe is where our timeline is sitting about six thirty, And, uh, and so she calls me. I call, and then I'm like, yeah, I'll call a rental car. So I start calling around. All right. First of all, I look at maps, Apple maps. It's like, everything's closed. All of the rental car places, everything, uh, enterprise, fucking Avis, whatever. Another one is budget. Uh, there's another one. I don't, there's a bunch of them, but anyway, I'm looking, I'm trying to find something that's open. Nothing's open. The only thing that I can find that's open is the airport. Now, obviously, the airport's going to be open because, you know, you got people coming and going at all all hours. So, they're, uh, I think the rental cars, you know, open from like 6 a.m. to 11 p.m., like a, a big portion of the day. Um, so, they, uh, I call up pretty much every rental car agency that's up at the, uh, Kansas city airport. And I'm like, Hey, I need a, need to rent a car. Uh, first of all, I was like, Oh, do you, do you pick up, do you pick up people or whatever? They're like, Oh yeah, it's like a five to 10 mile radius of the airport. And I'm like, okay, well we're not in that radius. So we'll just have to drive. And they're like, okay, well give me, let me get some information get all my information. And then uh, before they like reserve the car for me, I'm like, I want to make sure my payment's going to work. Cause I don't want to get up there and then find out that, you know, my payments like not accepted or the, you know, the car's gone or, you know, who knows? 
I want to make sure that it's, it's, you know, watertight that I'm going to show up and that I'm going to pay what I've been quoted and that everything's going to go the way that I've been told it's going to go. So I'm like, yeah, so I've got, you know, my, my visa debit card that I could pay with. Oh, they're like, Oh yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, you know, as long as you can show your, your, uh, round trip, um, your round trip itinerary. And I'm like, Oh, well, we're not flying in. Like, that's not, I'm sorry if you misunderstood. We're not flying in. We're just trying to rent a car, just trying to get a, a rental car. Just a standard, good old rental car, just like you would at a, at a, at one of the standalone places. Uh, just, we're trying to get it from the airport and they're like, Oh, well you can't get, you can't get a rental car from the airport if you don't have an itinerary. Uh, if you're trying to pay with a debit card now, granted they would take a, uh, a credit card, but my credit card is currently deactivated. Uh, cause it's, you know, it, it expired. I'm on a payment plan right now, so I can't even use my credit card, but I, uh, you know, regardless, that's just where we are with it. So I, I don't have a credit card to use. They won't accept my debit card. I'm trying to talk to like supervisors and managers and like calling all of the agencies, not just, I'm not just settling on an enterprise. I'm not just settling on budget. Like I'm, I'm trying to get all of the information that I can. And so, uh, after calling everybody up, they all have the same stance. I think they're all working in cahoots or whatever. And, um, and so I finally just throw in the towel, um, and you know, just call it quits. I actually called up Joe though, as a last ditch effort. And I was like, Hey man, uh, you know, don't want to bug you or anything. I just, I know you used to work at enterprise and I'm trying to see if there's any way, do you know anybody that could hook us up last minute for an emergency rental car that we need so that Stephanie can get out to St. Louis? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything that, that anybody could do anything like that. Uh, you might look at Amtrak. I'm like, yeah, we looked at it. There's nothing going out till tomorrow morning. You know, the same as uh, all of, because all of the other rental car standalone places, they'll accept your debit card. You know, they'll take your debit card right on the spot. And they're like, yeah, no, great. You know, just pay up front, whatever. So why, if I can get a rental car at these standalone places, can I not do that at the airport with my debit card? It doesn't make any sense. So we're like, yeah, that really sucks though, because like if the rental car place opens up at seven, we get there at seven sharp. We're realistically probably not getting out of there till seven thirty, minimum. And then my wife's got to make a five hour trip. That's going to put her in past noon. And then she's going to be coming back the next day. Like that gives her one full day pretty much in St. Louis with her friend who she does not see regularly, who's from Chicago. So I'm like, that's, yeah, I don't think that's going to work, you know, trying to figure something out. And then Joe's like, Oh, you get it. You get an Uber. And I'm like, get an Uber. Like who's making a cross state 
road trip in an Uber. Like, that's that's a committed Uber driver. Like, you're going to make some serious coin, but you're also driving five hours across a state. And then what, you're going to turn around and come back? Dude, screw that noise, man. Sorry, I had to get some more wings. Um, but yeah, so Joe's like, yeah, you get an Uber. It's like 290 something dollars. I'm like, no, I'm not paying 290 anything. You know, I wouldn't even pay $290 total for a rental car, you know, for two days. So, um, so he's like, yeah, I knew it was probably not feasible, but I'm just, you know, give you some options. I'm like, I appreciate it, you know? So Amtrak's out, uh, Uber's definitely out. And then, uh, you know, I, we really don't want to wait around for the next day. So we're like, my wife's like, do you think your car would make it all the way out to St. Louis? I'm like, honestly, probably not. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to push it. Um, and she's like, okay, well, I mean, it seems to be doing better than, than my car has. And I'm like, I'm not going to disagree with you, but we also haven't taken any big road trips in, in the Malibu, you know, plus another fact I didn't want her to drive the car is because if I'm being honest, I'm riding around dirty in this thing, uh, need to get the license plates renewed. They've been, uh, expired for a long while. Don't need to get, don't need to get into details about how long it's been expired. But, um, I will say it's, it's not as long as, uh, Joe was expired for Iowa license plates. I, I don't remember how long it was. I feel like it was like two years or something like that. It's not that long. Uh, but you know, uh, I might be trying to time here within the next, I don't know, however much time. I'm not going to tell you how long it's going to be. So I don't want her driving with, you know, cross state with a car with expired tags. Granted, we're still insured in it. We're both legally, you know, able to drive. We both have licenses. I just got my license renewed and all that stuff. So it's, you know, we're all squared there. But the last thing that I would want for her night is to end up getting pulled over a second or pulled over as well as having all these car problems and not being able to get a rental car and all that stuff and getting in later. Like, no, I don't want that. So I'm like, no, I don't think it would make it all the way. Plus, I genuinely don't feel great about its chance of making it all the way to St. Louis. Like, it's not I've. The most highway testing this car has gotten is just its commute that it makes daily to my job, which is, you know, 30 minutes, uh, mostly highway driving, sometimes sitting in some traffic, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I didn't want her, didn't want her to take a chance with that. And so, um, ended up. She was like, oh, do you think that you could drive me out to Columbia? I'm like, yeah, I think I could, I think I'd take you out to Columbia. You know, it's still two hours. You know, if I'm doing a round trip thing, it's going to be four hours total that I'll be out on the road. And that's not a bad deal. You know, I'm not too overly concerned about that. So 
uh, we get out on the road probably about 8.30, just about the time that uh, the kids are supposed to be going to bed. And uh, so, yeah, the kids are sleeping in the back seat right now. I'm uh, being kept awake by you guys. I appreciate you. And, uh, and yeah, so speaking of Popo, just pass them. Trying to catch me riding dirty. I don't know if you guys can hear my voice there. I got a little, uh, got a little, uh, got a little scurred there. Isn't it bad? Totally side comment, but isn't it bad that you don't feel comfortable with the police? Now, granted, if you're somewhere else, like if you're in Canada, I don't know what their police situation's like. I don't know if they're all just super nice. Um, but like anytime, it used to be where like the stigma around police officers is like, oh yeah, no, they're there to help you. You know, they're willing to, willing to assist. They're, they'll go out of their way for you. And like now I think since we're inundated with media, social media and whatnot, that it becomes a, a, an entirely different thing where now, now we're scared of the police, you know, where when you see a police officer, you're like, oh, well, I better, I better mind my P's and Q's here. Cause if I mess up at all, they're going to get me, you know, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna take at me. They're gonna, you know, make a, make a point out of pulling me over. They're gonna, you know, plus all the injustices and not to say that I have experienced any, any of the injustice cause you know, all, all my white privilege and whatnot, but I will say that, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't feel, I just, even, even if my plates were, you know, up to date, you know, and I'm riding around, even if I was in a brand new car, paid all my taxes, got my tags right, got, you know, everything right to code. There's something, you know, to be said about the fact that I still would feel cautious if I was driving and a police car pulled up behind me. Now, granted, I know not all police officers are bad. I know they're not, a lot of them aren't out to get you, but you see so much on the news that, you know, sort of makes you weary of everything and just sort of scared. So I don't want to like I said, I don't have a lot to, to be worried about because statistically, as far as media coverage goes, you know, all the stories you hear about are, you know, minorities. Now I'm not saying that's all the stories. Cause I know there are tons of Caucasian people that get yanked out of their cars too, or wrongfully prosecuted. I know it happens to everybody, but, um, I'm not trying to compare what I feel to what a, min- a minority feels that gets pulled over is what I'm saying. More Red Bull. I don't know. Now, if I got pulled over, yeah, any ticket I get is totally justifiable. Um, <laughs> and you wouldn't hear like, sure, I'd complain, but it'd be like to myself. You know, I wouldn't be upset with a police officer for ticketing me for 
not getting something done that I should have had done a while ago. Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, I forgot where I was there. I dropped the wife off, um, in, in Kingdom City, which is just about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes east of Columbia, Missouri, which is where Mizzou, the University of Missouri plays, um, you know, or is rather not plays, but is, um, but I dropped her off at a Denny's there and, uh, picked up a Red Bull for myself and, uh, hit the road. I'm really sort of sad because I stopped at a rest stop and I shared an intimate moment with you guys. I took you into the rest stop and, uh, I didn't stop recording. There was nobody in there. So I, I, you know, I was going to cut it out, uh, granted, you know, there's nothing to cut out anymore, but, um, I, I was, I was actually pretty happy with it cause I made like a, it's sort of like a weird new, new next step that I made with the podcast. Like I, I peed, you know, I peed with you guys, talk to you the whole time. Now, is it weird that I was talking to my phone and nobody was listening, not even a microphone? Yeah, of course. Of course it's weird. Uh, do I feel strange about it? Sort of, but, you know, nobody heard. So it's, it's you know, collectively, it's a, it, we'll still mark it down as a win. Um, I did make a, a reference to, uh, you know how you go to, like, a rest stop and you go and use uh, the John or a urinal or whatever. And then when you come out to wash your hands, there's like a, like a metal plate. It's, it looks like a metal plate that they've polished to a high sheen, um, to make it like a mirror. Like, like I get it. I mean, you don't want to put a real mirror in there because people are stupid and they'll break it and then you got to pay for another mirror. So I understand, but you know what? It's not going to stop it from getting vandalized. There's still people carving like whatever their insignia is with their with their keys, or maybe just some racist bullshit. <sighs> They're still putting it in there. Like you're not going to stop them, you know? I just think it's sort of silly, and everybody knows what I'm talking about too. Like just like a. It's a piece of metal with with bolts in each corner, and they anchor it to the wall. All right, guys, let's take a second to talk about our sponsor for today's podcast, Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook. They've got all the books. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. I, You know what? I don't have a problem saying things over and over again. I've got two kids. I do it all the time. The book that we're going to be talking about for the month of August is... Failure is an Option by H. John Benjamin. Uh, you might know H. John Benjamin mostly from his voice acting stuff. He's uh, been Bob's Burgers. He's also a star of Archer. Uh, and he was also a can of mixed vegetables in 2015's Wet Hot American Summer. Might have caught that on Netflix. Um, he's just wanting to remind you that as much of a success as you might be, there's going to be some, some failures as well. Some of the ones that he uh, talks about would be 
uh, you know, work, where he's unable to deliver a sizzling fajita to his family, where a trip to P.F. Chang's fractures his family. So, fans of his character signature wit and voice will really, really enjoy this one. Uh, enjoy all of his failures, and appreciate a look into the life of the man behind the favorite shows. So, if that sounds like something that you would be interested in, head over, check it out. Again, this one is Failure is an Option. But I'll tell you what it is what isn't an option, and that's turning down the option to head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled. Because listen, if you don't get that free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, then an angel gets syphilis, and we all know that. And you know what? This wasn't in this restroom. This is mostly like truck stops and stuff like that. What is up with the, the machines where you put like 75 cents in and it spits out cologne? Are we really that desperate, guys? Do you really, do you really need cologne that badly where you feel like it's necessary to get it from a... a a vending machine in a truck stop bathroom. Come on, guys. You're better than that. Just pack your J Crew with you or pack your you know, whatever you use. Curve. I used to use Curve. Back in middle school, I was all about the uh, the colognes, dude. I probably smelled like a, like a disaster. I don't wear cologne much anymore. I do like a body spray every now and then. Mostly just deodorant nowadays and clean laundry. But I must have smelled like uh, like what Joe described the inside of a Hollister store to smell like. You guys know that smell. Everybody knows that smell. It smells like they like they soaked they pre soaked all of the all of the wood that they used in that in the build out. They soaked it in whatever cologne that is. Just let all that porous wood. Soak up that shitty cologne that you're trying to sling, you know, and then and then put it in your stores, and then now your store smells like that forever. <clears throat> what was that, Lynn? Okay, you're sleeping. I love that. I love when kids just like wake up out of nowhere and they just like say a random sentence and you're like what she just woke up and said she needed something and then she just stopped and now she's back asleep that's kids man <clears throat> they say you dream more when you're a kid too I know that's true cause I don't I barely I barely even remember sleeping like I just close my eyes and then all of a sudden, I my alarm's beeping and I'm up, you know, like, <clears throat> it doesn't even feel restful anymore, like sleep. <coughs> Something's tickling my throat. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, sleep isn't even restful anymore for me. Like, it's, I remember when I used to sleep, Go, I'd go to sleep just exhausted, wiped, you know, and then I almost literally would do a ninja kick out of bed. You know the one I'm talking about where you like pull your pull your heels back, <clears throat> you rest up on your shoulder blades and then you kick your feet up in the air and then you and then you, and then you land upright 
Like, I felt like that's what I got out of bed. Like, I know that wasn't the reality because I don't think I've ever been able to do that on anything other than a trampoline. But it always just sort of felt like, you know, uh, you know, well, like, like in the background, in the background, there, there should have been walking on sunshine playing, you know, just some, some upbeat song, you know, just playing. You ever, you ever seen, um, you ever seen the walking dead? So this is a few seasons old because I'm not caught up. So this is a dated reference. But Daryl's being held captive by Negan and his group, whatever. And they lock him in this room inside of the kitchen, I think, whatever. And they play this this song on repeat at maximum volume uh, for Daryl to be subjected to as a weird form of torture. Um, And it's something about Easy Street. Now, if you know the song, <clears throat> very upbeat song, becomes very creepy when you hear it for the 14th, 14th time in a row, but it's a very upbeat song. So, like, for the first... <coughs> God, what is up? Hold on, more wings. I got a little tickle in my throat, dude. I don't know what that's all about. <clears throat> that's weird. Hope I'm not coming down with some. I guess we'll find out. But that song, Easy Street, from The Walking Dead, that's that's the song that was playing when I w- would wake up as a youngster, get out of bed. But now, if you had to play a song, it would be like Mad World by Gary Jules, you know? Just like a very, very sad, morose sort of vibe to the song. <clears throat> playing at a very slow tempo because dragging ass getting out of bed every morning and I'm not happy about it I'm not happy getting out of bed either but that's the thing about being an adult you could sleep honestly if I stayed in bed for 12 hours I would still feel tired like I genuinely believe as an adult unless you're like treating yourself right which I'm not But if you're treating yourself right, whatever, I have a feeling that, sure, you'd probably feel a lot better sleeping and all that stuff. But, you know, out of shape, uh, you know, 31-year-old guy, alarm goes off, I sleep at about four different times. Actually, I (laughs) I have my alarm set up in quarter of an hour intervals. So it goes off initially at 5.30, then all the way up until 7. I've got another alarm every 15 minutes. And I I don't roll out of bed typically until 6.30, which is a bad bad thing to do. So I've turned off four different, four different alarms before I get out of bed, which is not a good thing. If I were young again... I don't think I'd have an issue with that first alarm going off and me just, just my eyes pop open and I'm just ready. I don't even need a cup of coffee. I don't need anything, you know, just, just full of, full of energy and life and, and ready to go. Just ready to go. Even 
through college, I was like that. I I remember getting some sleep in and wake up and feeling great. It does not happen anymore. I usually wake up feeling a little achy, like weird. Just like oddly achy, like aches that I didn't have before I went to bed. Like you shouldn't be getting, you shouldn't be injuring yourself in the middle of the night. When you get to that point in your life, that's when you know you're on the back nine. I'm already hanging it up, dude. I'm hanging the cleats up. (sighs) How far out are we here? Exit 49. My exit is 20. Something like that. So I got a little bit of time still. Been going for a bit. 34 minutes so far. That's not bad. And now I actually know that it's recording. (sighs) So, feeling good about this one. Um, I'm just, oh, I'm just happy it was a long enough trip where I, you know, I had the first one where I talked for 50 minutes, felt, felt really good about the recording and then figured out that it didn't record. I still had enough time to bust out another episode, you know, uh, not, and you know what, like this isn't, this isn't. I, it's not like I didn't want to record with Johnny or something. I literally just had time, and you guys are keeping me awake, so figured why not, you know, get on my phone. I don't know what the sound quality is going to be like. Hopefully it's going to be good. iPhone 10. But uh, I guess we'll see, huh? If it's good, maybe I'll just, you know, sell my <clears throat> sell my whole thing, you know? Sell just all this sell all the equipment, use a computer, Skype call it with Johnny, and then just use my iPhone to do all the recording from now on. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't want to do that. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I'm appreciative of you guys. I don't think we say that enough on the podcast and I hope that you guys understand how appreciative we actually are of you. You know, you guys are always coming back every week to listen to us talk about who knows what half the time like half the time doesn't even make any sense what we talk about but you guys are there you know week in week out you're listening if if you haven't been here from the start still welcome thank you for for dropping by and listening if you made it this far then obviously there's something intriguing enough about me to keep you around but uh, sure hope that you're enjoying this one. Uh, usually it's, you know, me and Johnny in, in our, our studio setups. So uh, hopefully I can take out most of the background noise in this, vid, in this uh, video, in this audio. I think I'll be able to. I gave myself a little bit of time at the beginning to get, uh, to get a, a sound sample that I can use to try and remove that same sort of sound, which is that, which is the sound of my engine and my, the loudness that my muffler is not muffling. And I'm sorry about all the throat clearing. I uh, genuinely don't know what's going on with my throat. I don't know where I just got like a weird tickle that just won't go away. I don't know if you guys ever had that happen. It's weird. It's happening to me. 
more wings. Hey, did you guys, um, and this might be total conjecture here, or just fabrication. Did you guys hear about the lady? I think it's a lady. Might be a guy. <clears throat> it's one of them. It's either a lady or a guy. Um, who jumped off a building or a structure or something like that. Didn't kill themselves, but injured themselves pretty badly. And then uh, sued Red Bull for their for the slogan about it giving them giving people wings. Now I don't know what kind of messed up you got to be to think that you're ever gonna be able to sprout wings and have them carry you somewhere. <coughs> but you got to be on a different level of nuts, dude. Like, who, what, what is this? Or do we have like a team of mad scientists just planning this out? <clears throat> you know? Oh, this, this mixture is going to make a person grow wings. Oh, but wait, the wings will be rendered useless because our bodies are so goddamn heavy. Number one, because we're Americans and we eat a lot. Number two, because we're not like birds. We don't have hollow bones. Like, that's the whole point of birds that they're light and they can you know propel themselves upwards because there's not just an insane amount of weight pulling them down and that's what it is man that's what it is so <clears throat> if you're one of these people that thinks advertisement is you know is the end-all be-all, you know, every word that an advertiser says needs to be, you know, held, you need to hold the marketer accountable, go screw yourself, there is a, there's a marketing campaign, which I actually, you know, I, it's whatever, it's, it's not really a genius idea or anything, but it's by Jack in the Box, and the whole point behind this ad campaign is the, the Jack from Jack in the Box he's talking about a uh, new thing they have on their menu called teriyaki bowls right so just doing teriyaki whatever Japanese food right at Jack in the Box don't know how it is haven't tried it <clears throat> don't eat at Jack in the Box re- uh, frequently so I can't really speak to the quality of their food but I will say that people are all up in arms about this ad, these ad spots because it's just him saying like things about bowls, but the way that he phrases it makes it sound sort of like he's talking about balls and then people want to be all up in arms about it. Well, Hey, let's go back 20, 25 years to when Alec Baldwin was on Saturday Night Live, and they did the sweaty balls thing, and then you know what? Let's start the let's start a revolution. All right, let's ruin everything. Let's just let's be the PC brigade. Let's make sure nobody's feelings get hurt. Let's make sure that everybody's like it's like it's like people don't think they can hear the word bowls in reference to balls. Like, how old are we, guys? And I can guarantee you one thing. If some kids hear, hear 
that ad spot, they're not, they're not, they, they do not think the same way that, that adults think. So they're not immediately going to jump to the conclusion that us adults have made. They're going to think, oh, that's weird that this guy's getting upset about this guy continually saying bowls. Why can't he say bowls? Oh, I don't know. Maybe this guy's got something against bowls. Like, that is a that is a realistic representation of a child's mind right there. And I should know because I'm, like, one step above a child's mind. I just think it's I, it's a dangerous line to walk, you know? Why, why does everything have to be so, like... It doesn't have to be... Like, can there not be humor? Like, granted, it's whatever humor. Like... It's been done before, the whole Bulls thing. It's been done. Everybody's heard it. Everybody's, you know, it's not original. You know, it's, it's, it's happened before. So it's not an original thought, but why, why, is this, why is this something that people feel the need to get so up in arms about? That's what I'm interested in knowing. Do you have nothing else to do? Do you have no other fights to fight? Is there not another cause that you can champion? Because I can guarantee you, taking that ad off the air is not going to change anything. It's just going to get replaced by another ad that you don't like. And then you can bitch about that one too. You know? Like, it's it's stupid. It's stupid. So let's... If you're one of these people that feel like they have to... They have to be the one person who has to stand up for it, just like think about it for a second all right do you have to is it necessary is it going to change anything you know is your is 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 it really going to change anything does it need to be changed is there some flawed way of thinking in your brain i'm gonna go ahead and venture and say yes you don't have to get butthurt about everything and if you're listening to this right now and you are one of those people like i hope you understand i'm not trying to talk shit on you I'm trying to say everything doesn't have to become this big issue. Like, it's not like it's the Me Too movement where it's like an, a, a legitimate thing. Like, of course there shouldn't be dudes being fucking shitty perverts, you know? Like, yeah, that's a good thing to champ. That's a good cause to champion. You want to do the Me Too movement? Great. I support you 110%. You trying to get a Jack in the Box commercial removed from the air because it says the word bowls and it sounds vaguely similar to balls is it an entirely different thing and maybe let's just rethink everything right i don't know i mean that's just where i am this is the incoherent ramblings of of a 31 year old tired dude who's on a road trip <clears throat> you know i was actually sort of worried start when i started out this uh road trip honestly the trip out, I was just looking over my shoulder all the time, wondering when I was going to get pulled over. <clears throat> Hasn't happened yet. I'm probably jinxing myself by saying anything. But, uh, but yeah, we'll just keep it under the speed limit and uh, ride it home, you know? Just bring it home. I'm not that far out anymore. Just a few, few exits up and I'll be home. This has actually flown by. I, uh, I appreciate you guys for sticking sticking through it and, and listening and <clears throat> helping me stay awake two times, even though you only heard heard it the once, the once, the one time. 
Um, I did do an additional separate episode that is lost to everyone forever. The only people that were witness to it was me and my two sleeping children who will not remember a, a minute of it because they're sleeping. That's obvious. Uh, I am still recording. I, uh, I am periodically looking at my phone. The screen has not turned off, which is good. <clears throat> but yeah, so I think at this point we'll, uh, uh, no, we'll keep going for a little bit longer. I don't know. I, I, I just don't want to end it. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like this is the only thing keeping me going right now. Keeping me on the road. I feel like as soon as I hit the stop record button, I'm just going to go veering off into a ravine or something. And I don't want to do that because I want to come back next week uh, and give you guys another episode. I do really enjoy podcasting. And that's something that I've uh, I've come to realize through doing this for, gosh, a year and a half now. Um, is that I really genuinely enjoy doing doing the podcast every week. Uh, and it's fun to see something that I helped create sort of grow into a, its thing, this whole different thing that, you know, we really didn't set, I, we set out on this journey, me and Joe, not really knowing what we were doing, what the podcast was going to become. We knew we didn't have a theme. We knew that our our conversations were typically all over the place anyway, so it made sense to just leave it open format, come up with some talking points every week, and then uh, and and you know just riff off of it and and see where it ends up. Now it's become this whole different thing where we have these <laughs> these things that we've talked about. We also have like these recurring things like our uh, conspiracy theory series, which I hope you guys are enjoying. The last one was a little bit of a uh, clusterfuck for me. My brain was all fried. Um, so apologies to Jer if I just didn't understand it. Because I didn't. <laughs> and I'm just trying to be honest. Um, I could definitely do a little bit more research into all that stuff. But I'm also not like... It's not where my brain goes. You know, like I, I don't immediately jump to, oh, hey, this is a conspiracy. Like... I'm like, oh yeah, there's a reason for it, like, and that reason is probably this, you know, and it, it, my brain's not like, oh, well, there's an ulterior motive that the U.S. government's trying to, you know, like, I, I, my brain just does not go to that, that extreme, so, uh, apologies for Jared, but like, like I said, we have our recurring segments, and, uh, you know, for a while there, we had, uh, fact-checking, um, you know, with Johnny, and then, and then with Mike, who uh, subsequently uh, has been fired. <laughs> I mean, not... He was never really hired, but he's never really fired. He just submitted a couple things. Speaking of which, there's an opening. If you guys want to be on the podcast, we do need a, a spot filled. I'd be happy to... Uh, I'd be happy to take some uh, submissions and, uh, and see... Maybe if you fit if you fit in with the podcast, the, the feng shui of the podcast, if you will. Um, so feel free to forward those along. Me and Johnny will both listen to them. I will make Johnny. I will uh, I will corner him digitally. 
I will digitally corner him because, you know, don't live in Canada. But, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll listen to any submissions or whatever and then go from there. We also have some stuff over on Patreon, uh, different tiers and whatnot. Uh, if you, I forget what tier it is, but if you give a certain amount, you have the ability to record a, uh, an outro, you know, how we do, uh, come back next week for another episode of jumbled your favorite podcast and then i leave a big old space and johnny usually throws something random in there you can do that you have you can record an outro that we will put on a recurring basis you know you it's not going to be a one and done sort of situation you will have a recurring outro on this on this podcast so um yeah, that's that's it, guys. I'm gonna, I, you know what? I am gonna wrap it up here. We've been going for 50 minutes. I feel good about this one. Um, want to say again, big thanks to you guys. Um, you know, the, the closer we get to our hundredth episode, the the more excited I get. We'll have to figure out something uh, fun to do for the hundredth. Um, you know, get some additional people on, maybe. Maybe so. I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. If you guys have any ideas for that, let us know. But um, I really want to make it a celebration. You know, a celebration of this podcast, you guys, uh, of uh, of what what this has become, what what this is going to be, what it's going to continue to be, um, and and where we can go from here is really sky's the limit, honestly. And um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what we got got in store for you guys. Um, but uh, head over to all of our all of the social media platforms. We're pretty much on all of them. We even have a Snapchat, but I don't do anything on it. Johnny doesn't do anything on it. We have our own personal uh, stuff, which I'm not going to give Johnny stuff out. But uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, that would be Zachary, Z A K U H R I. Uh, cause phonetics, right? Um, you can Snapchat me. I think it's Yelkso Hakaz, Y-E-L-X-O-H-C-A-Z. It's my name backwards. Um, but like I said, all of, all of Jumbled's stuff is just Jumbled Podcast. Search us. You'll find us. We're there. Promise. Uh, and if we're not, let us know what platform we need to jump on so we can, uh, so we can interact with you. Um, we, uh, you can send us an email by going to jumbledpodcast@gmail.com. Send it. Send any emails over there. Uh, submit uh, requests. Uh, you know anything? Anything you want us to talk about? Shoot that over there. If you want to create something for the podcast, music or. You know, I want this to be a creative outlet for you guys, too, because, you know, this has become a creative outlet for me, and it's one that I didn't even know that I really needed. I just thought it was going to be something fun that I could do with my cousin, but it's really become something something different um, that that has become an outlet for me to be able to express myself in, in these creative ways. So if you guys feel like you have something that you could give to the podcast, like, let's make this let's make this a community. You know, I, I don't want, 
I don't want this to, uh, I don't want this to be just me, just Johnny, you know, I want this to be us. So you want to submit something cool, do that. Um, and then head over to, um, audibletrial.com slash jungle to get your free 30 day trial on a free audiobook. They've got all that stuff over there. Um, and you won't, you won't, uh, regret it. Not one bit. Um, and if you want to be a patron again, I will dress up like a woman. I will dress up, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll dress up like whatever. Honestly, there's a $500 tier. Honestly, at that point, you could just tell me what to dress up as and I would, I would do it for $500. Um, now we keep saying that. I don't expect anybody to pay $500, but there are smaller tiers. We only really put that one up as a joke because um, we don't expect anybody to pay that because that's ridiculous. But um, there are other tiers. If you want to see some, some additional tiers, again, hey, shoot that over in an email. Um, and then, like I said, you've, uh, you found us here. Um, you found us wherever you're listening, but if you want to listen elsewhere, we're on player.fm, we're on Stitcher, we're on uh, iTunes, we're on Google Play Music, we're on SoundCloud, we're on TuneIn, uh, we're on Spotify, we're really any podcast platform that you can think of, we're there. So, um, And if there's one that we've missed, slip through the cracks, let us know about that too, and we'll, we'll get on there. Uh, really just want to sort of spread out the... Uh, spread out the tentacles of this podcast and, and sort of grab on to all the, all the users and listeners and, and people, potential fans of the podcast that we can. And, uh, and yeah, we're looking to grow this thing. So, uh, feel free to share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your grandma, uh, let grandma know what's up. Uh, don't, you know, I don't want to be responsible for your grandmother having a coronary embolism or whatever, you know, I don't want, I don't want that. So, um, make sure you let her know. You point out that explicit tag in iTunes. It's there for a reason. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be it, guys. Uh, but be sure to check back next week for a brand new episode of Jumble, your favorite podcast about road trips. <laughs>